Shalom, shalom, welcome, welcome, world changers. Great to see you all here. Tonight, we're going to get into 1 Chronicles chapter 7 through 10 and a few of the Psalms, Psalm 102, Psalm 103. Psalm 103 is a Psalm I'll never forget, I'm telling you. And Psalm 104 as well. I mean, some awesome material we're going to be covering tonight. And also, uh, when we get to 1 Chronicles chapter 10, I'm going to pull up a comparison between 1 Chronicles chapter 10 and 1 Samuel chapter 31. As a lot of you might know, 1 Chronicles, actually 1 Chronicles, 2 Chronicles is, is, is a repeat of a lot of the other material that we read in 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel, 1 Kings, and 2 Kings. All right, so let's, uh, let's see what we have here in the chat. We have Erland. Uh, Erland says, Shalom, everyone. Peace and love. Shalom, Erland. Peace and love multiplied back to you. Great to see you. Psalm 94 says, Shalom and blessings to all. Shalom and blessings multiplied to you as well in the name of the Lord. Kalamentos. Shalom, y'all. Shalom, Kalamentos. Good to see you. Jeff. Shalom. The Shalom full music is making me tired. <laughs> All right. All right. Beautiful music, though, and thank you, Hannah, for that music. One John says, Shalom, Shalom, One John, good to see you. And we have Mike at Nanya Biz says, Shalom, all from Omaha, Nebraska. Wow, awesome. Good to see you. Welcome and blessings. Caballero says, Hello, everyone. Thank you, Christopher, for another day of Bible reading. Thank you for for coming on. Thank you for your for your greetings and thank you for your fellowship and your comments. I appreciate you. Okay. So, I'm going to get into 1 Chronicles chapter 7, chapter 8. Uh this is really the last day that we're going to be reading through some of these genealogies. And I, I was thinking earlier, just to kind of share with you guys. I was thinking earlier um what we should do some night or perhaps it would be it would have to be a um series of nights is to put all of these uh genealogies i know that's probably one of the worst things that people you know, when reading the bible is the genealogies that people don't like if if anything else um put them put them up against one another i mean not not necessarily against but you know what i mean first chronicles chapter 1 chapters 1 through 9 versus what it says in genesis and numbers and even what it says in matthew and luke and kind of put see what's going on here see if we have any interesting um what would i say additions or little Nuggets that nobody has ever dug out before, and maybe it's something that we've never seen before. So, Lord willing, one day we'll do that. Like I said, tonight I will be doing that with First Chronicles chapter ten. I'm going to bring it up, and I'm going to put it up uh, side by side with First Samuel chapter thirty-one. And I'm not going to read all of both of them, but you can see how similar or how different it is. Um, between the two. We got Vinny. Vinny uh, says, Shalom, everyone. Shalom, Vinny. Great to see you. Great to see you. All right. So if you're new here and in on the podcast as well, 
feel free to submit your questions as we go along and we will get to them momentarily. First Chronicles chapter seven. Let's get to it. Genealogy from Issachar. Now the sons of Issachar were four. Tola, Pua, Yashub, and Shimon. Shimron, that is. Okay, so we got a couple different footnotes here. Number one is where it says Pua. In the Genesis chapter 46, verse 13, it says Puva. Now, this is a variation of Pua because as we we, we shared this the other night, that the V um, is basically synonymous with the U, or in this case, it'd be like double V and double U. Um, so comparing that with um, Genesis chapter 46, verse 13, it says Puva. Now, let's just quickly run over there. Genesis chapter 40, uh, what is it now? 26? 46, verse 13. 46, verse 13. And we see here, the sons of Issachar were Tola, Puva, Job. Isn't that interesting? Job and Shimron. Okay, so we got footnotes here that says uh, it's, it's spelt as Pua in First Chronicles 7.1, and the same as Jashub in Numbers 26.24 and First Chronicles 7.1. So, uh, very, very interesting here. Uh, in Genesis 46, it says Job, or literally Yov, or Yob, uh, and uh, Jashub. It's it's. Quite a, it's it's different. Um, in the Hebrew, it wouldn't be that different because in the Hebrew, as I said, there's no, uh, there are no vowels, so it's more like uh, we have, you know, uh, three consonants as uh, as opposed to one. Actually, actually, no, yeah, um, excuse me, two consonants as opposed to one, because Yov would be only be the the one consonant in in uh, Hebrew would be the bet or the vet. Uh, whereas we have here, it would be the uh, the shin or the sin and the bet and the vet. So that extra consonant was somehow slipped in there, or either that or that extra consonant somehow got left off and dropped here in Genesis chapter 46, verse 13. So it's interesting as we really get into it to, to notice that there are differences in spelling, and I think we mentioned this. Um, actually, we did mention this uh, last night uh, in quite a bit of detail. Um, you know, there's a lot of names like this that are spelt different or uh, pronounced different, but it's the same person. It's the same. It's, it's the same person. Okay, it's just a different spelling of the name or the, a different um, uh, pronunciation of the name. So just because it's a different spelling between Pua and Puva, or Yashub and Yaob, um, it doesn't mean it's a different person. It means it's just spelled different or pronounced different. Okay, so um, yes, we do have these, I, I guess you would call it discrepancies or uh, little differences in the between the books. Tola, Pua, Yashub, and Shimron. The sons of Tola were Uzi, Raphaia, Yeriel, Yamai, Ibsam, and Samuel, the heads of their father's households. The sons of Tola were valiant warriors in their generations. Their number in the days of David was 22,600. 
And uh, the son of Uzi was Israiah. And the sons of Israiah were Mikael, Obadiah, Yoel, and Ishiah. All five of them were chief men. And with them, by their generations, according to their fathers' households, were 36,000 troops of the armies for war, for they had many wives and sons. Their relatives among all the families of Issachar were valiant warriors, registered by genealogy, 87,000 in all, the descendants of Benjamin. Benjamin had three sons, Bela, Bekar, and Yadiel. The sons of Bela were Isbon, Uzi, Uziel, Yerimoth, and Iri. These were the heads of the father's households, valiant warriors, 22,034, registered by genealogy. The sons of Beker were Zemira, Yoash, Eliezer, Elioni, Omri, Yerimoth, Abiyah, Anathoth, and Alimath. Or Alimate. All these were the sons of Baker. They were registered by genealogy according to their generations, heads of their father's households, 20,200 valiant warriors. The son of Yediel was Bilhan. And the sons of Bilhan were Yaush, Benjamin, or in the, uh, in the Hebrew, would be Benjamin. Ehud, Kena'ana, Zathan, Tarshish, Abishashar, Abishahar, excuse me, Abishahar. All these were sons of Jediel according to their heads, uh, the heads of their uh, father's household, 17,200 valiant warriors who were ready to go out with the army to war. Shufim and Hupim were the sons of Iar. Hushim was the son of Aher. Okay. Now here again is another, another example of different spelling. Okay. So Shufim and Hupim were the sons of Ir. Uh, it says in Numbers chapter 26, it says instead of Shufim, it's Shefufam, Shefufam, and Hufam. Okay. That's in Numbers chapter 26. And we got that right here. Uh, Shaf. Now this is different too. See, notice this is different. This is spelled different. Shaf Shufam, the family of the Shufamites, and Hufam, the family of the Hufamites. And Shufam, Masoretic text reads Shafufam, spelt Shafufan in First Chronicles eight five. Okay, so there's a different spelling again uh, called Hupim in Genesis. 46.21, and we know, of course, it is also called Hupim in First Chronicles chapter 7, verse 12. Verse 12. Uh, so what does this mean, and what does this tell us? Why am I pointing out all these things? Again, we have different books of the Bible written by different authors of different levels of authority. And so one of the lessons that we learn here is that not all books are created equal. 
not all books were handled with the, with the care that with equal care. Okay, um, so we have scribes that have spelt names differently, added or subtracted letters, perhaps most likely, I would think, uh, by accident. Um, however, I mean, we know that it. The, you know, it's the same person, like, you know, it's the same, the same people here, Shufim and Hupim, the sons of Ir, as it talks about in Numbers chapter 26. Um, it's the same family, the same, uh, it's just spelt different. Uh, so that tells us that Chronicles has differences as opposed to the other books of the Bible. Now, again, why, why am I pointing this out so much? Number one is it's very important to understand that not every letter of the the manuscripts or the translations that we have today is perfectly in line with everything else. And that's okay. I mean, that's okay. It doesn't have to be. Um, and I know of a guy, uh, if I mention his name, uh, He's not so much in the limelight as he used to be. It was a guy, it's one of these, um, well, I don't want to, don't want to say too much because I don't want to, uh, I don't want to publicly hum humiliate him, but he took what, <laughs> he took a measurement of one of the items of the temple uh, in First Chronicles and it's a different it's a different measurement as opposed to what we read in Kings. And he came up with this far-fetched, extreme way out uh, explanation of why it's different. Um, to him, it's it's you know, first chronicles, every, everything is perfect in first chronicles. We know it's not, but to him it was. So he came up with some crazy theory. It's like, well, the 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 column of the temple was a little bit shorter in this book as opposed to that book because there was a secret door. Now again, none of this is val is validated or verified by any any other documents just some wild theory that this guy came up there is that this column was used to to open some secret door that's why in one place it was measured it measured so high and then in another in another place it measured a little bit longer where did he get that from his own imagination instead of saying listen first chronicles is probably is probably an error there okay it was an error like how we read there the other day, the Dalit was mistaken by uh, for a Resh, or the Resh was mistaken for a Dalit. You know the Hebrew letters; they look they look they look the same, but there's there's you know differences, and the scribe must have made a mistake. So instead of this particular gentleman saying that, oh, you know what, the scribe must have made a mistake here, he came up with some wild, far fetched, out of this world theory of why it was different. It's like, listen, you don't have to bend over backwards to make up stories. Just say it's different because it is different. Somebody made a mistake and it's obvious. I like the way how um, Onia actually does a lot of critical analysis with a lot of these scriptures. And um, you know, he has uh, pointed out a lot of different 
mistakes by the scribes. Remember, for those of you who have a problem with this, remember Yeshua himself. How many times did he rebuke the scribes? It, if, if anybody were considered to be faulty people, it would have been the, the Pharisees and the scribes, according to Yeshua, right? But think about this. The scribes were the ones who gave us the, the scriptures. If they were so faulty and, and sinful and wicked and twisted as Yeshua said that they were, then <laughs> that, would, that would account for a lot of these different these differences in the scriptures. See, Christians don't think about this. They don't really sit down and go, oh, wait a second. Yeshua, like umpteen, umpteen number of times, he called down curses. He called them out for their corruption and their sin. Not just the, the Pharisees, but the scribes. We hear a lot of, you know, smears against the Pharisees, but not so much the scribes. The scribes in those days were like, the Bible publishers of today. That's what they were. They were the Bible publishers. Yet Yeshua didn't say a lot of good about them. Let's just put it that way. Why? Can you imagine what would happen today if, if Yeshua came back and, you know, he rebuked you know, he constantly rebuked and called out two groups of people for their sin and for their corruption. And one of those groups of people were Bible publishers. Wouldn't that make you think? Wouldn't that make you go, hmm, why is it that you call, why, why is it that you curse Bible publishers so much? Why is it you say they're so corrupted? Why is it you say that they're so given to hypocrisy and lies and all this thing and we get our word of god from them just just a thought just a thought but i think it's very interesting you know uh not only just to see the genealogies of first chronicles chapters one through nine but also seeing the differences in the spellings of words and i mean that's not to mention the differences in genealogies as well and like i said um there's a lot to say about that as well um, Lord willing, uh, Saturday or Shabbat, we will um, touch on some of that. We can't get to all of it because there's so much of it when it comes to um, the genealogies and the differences between the, um, the Gospels. Okay, so let's continue here. So who, Shufim and Hupim were spelt quite differently in other parts of Scripture. And then we got this... Uh, uh, Ir uh, Hushim was the son of Acher. Okay, and again, we have here, it sounds like a totally different name, Ahiram. Ahiram, in in Numbers chapter 26, verse 39, 38, excuse me, was Aher, according to, in um, First Chronicles chapter 7. So again, let's check it out here. Uh, this is... Ahiram right here in Numbers chapter 26, verse 38. All right. Going back to 1 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 13. The sons of Naphtali were Yaziel, Guni, 
Yazer and Shalom, the sons of Bilha. So we got Yaziel and Shalom in the footnotes. Yaziel is Jazael or Yaziel here or Yaziel. Yaziel spelt different. Okay, and Shalom spelt different here. Shalim, excuse me, Shalim. Again, differences between Genesis 46, Numbers chapter 26, and especially a lot of differences between the, between the Torah and 1 Chronicles chapter 7. Verse 14. 1 Chronicles 7, 14. The sons of Manasseh were Asrael, to whom is to him, excuse me, to whom his Aramean concubine gave birth, she also gave birth to Machir, the father of Gilead. Machir took a wife from Hupim and Shupim, whose name was Maaka. And the name of the second was Zalophahad. And Zalophahad had daughters. Maaka, the wife of Machir, gave birth to a son, and she named him Peresh. The name of his father, his brother, excuse me, was Sheresh, his sons were Ulam and Rakim. The son of Ulam was Bedan. These were the sons of Gilead, the son of Machir, the son of Manasseh. His sister, Hamaluk. <laughs> Can you imagine naming your little girl this this name? Okay, Hamol, Hamolecheth, Hamolecheth. His sister Hamalekath gave birth to Ish, Ishhod, Abiezer, and Mahla. The sons of Shemida were Ahian, Shechem, Liki, and Aniam. The sons of Ephraim were Shuthala and Bered, his son. Bered in the footnotes. In Numbers chapter 26, again, is different. It's not Bered, it's Becher. Becher. Tahath, his son. Aliada, his son. Tahath, his son. <laughs> Sounds like a broken record there. Zabad, his son. Shuleth, Shuthela, his son. And Ezer and Eliad, whom the... The men of Gath were born in the land killed because they came down to take their livestock. Their father Ephraim mourned for many days, and his relatives came to comfort him. Then he went in to his wife, and she conceived and gave birth to a son, and he named him Berea. Berea. Again, Berea here. In the footnotes, we have... Um, i.e. in misfortune. Yeah. Berea in misfortune. Uh, you see the word, the bit, B or ba, be, be, be in, in Hebrew means in, right? It's like bereshit means in the beginning, Berea means in mis misfortune. Because misfortune had come upon his house, his daughter was She'era, who built lower and upper Beth Horon, as well as Uzan She'era. Repha was his son along with Reshef, 
Tela, his son, Tahan, his son, Ladan, his son, Amihud, his son, Elishema, his son, not known, his son, and uh, Joshua or Yahshua, his son, known in the footnotes again, we have here. Noon, noon, okay. That's Joshua, the son of Noon, or not none. Verse 28 of First Chronicles 7, their possessions and, and dwelling places were Bethel with its towns, and to the east, Naaran, and to the west, Gezer with its towns, and Shechem with its towns, as far as Aya with its Aya. Many manuscripts says Aza, Aza, Naaya. And along the borders of the sons of Manasseh, Beth Shayan with its towns, Tanakh with its towns, Ta'anak, Megiddo with its towns, and Dor with its towns. In these regions lived the sons of Joseph, the son of Israel, the descendants of Asher, the, the sons. Of Asher were Imna, Ifa, Isvi, and Bariah. And Sarah, or Sarah, was their sister. The sons of Bariah were Heber and Malkiel, who was the father of Bezaith. Heber fathered Yaflet, Somer. Somer. In verse 34, it's, it's actually, even in this very same uh, chapter, it's pronounced differently or um, uh, spelt differently just a little bit a little bit later here in the same chapter as Shamer. Shamer? Shomer and Hotham and their sister Shua. Shua, salvation. The sons of Yaphet, Yaflet, were Pesach, Bimha, Ashvath, these were the sons of Yaflet. The sons of Shamer, there we are, Shamer again, Shamer or Shomer. Up here. Where Ahi, Roga, Yahuba, and Aram, the sons of the brother of Halem, were Zopha, Imna, Shelesh, and Amal. The sons of Zopha were Shua, Harnefer, Shual, Beri, Imra, Bezer, Hod, Shama, Shilsha, Ithron, and Biera. The sons of Yether were Yafuni, Pispa, and Ara. The sons of Ula were Ara, Haniel, and Riz Rizia. All these were the sons of Asher. Or Asher, heads of the fathers' house, fathers' houses, choice, valiant men, and heads of the leaders, and the number of them registered by genealogy for service in war was twenty-six thousand men. First Chronicles, chapter eight. Down to Benjamin now, and Benjamin fathered Bela, his firstborn, Ashbel the second, Ahara the third, No No. <laughs> Nohah, the fourth, Rapha, the fifth. Bela had sons, Adar. Adar in the footnotes is Ard. And we know that Ard, 
Again, in uh, Genesis 46, 21 and Numbers 26, 40, it's, it's spelled differently. Again, we, we go from ara, or excuse me, Adar to Ard, which is actually, we got the Resh and the Dalit. The Resh would be the Hebrew letter that is transliterated R in the, in the English, uh, in the Dalit for D. We got them mixed up. Right. Here it's backwards. Instead of RD, it's DR. Okay, remember there's no vowel, vowels in the Hebrew. So instead of Dalit, instead of Dalit, R, uh, instead of Dalit Resh, it's the, the real spelling of this name would be Resh Dalit. Again, scribe messed up here. Gera, Abihud, Abishua, Naam, Naaman, Ahoa, Gera, Shafufan. And Huram, these are the sons of Ahud. These are the heads of their father's households of the inhabitants of Geba. And they took them into exile to Ma Manahath, namely Naaman, Ahijah, and Gera. He exiled them and he fathered Uzzah and Ahihud. Shaharayim, Shaharayim fathered Children in the country of Moab after he had sent his wives Husham and Baara away. By Hodesh, his wife, he fathered Yobab. Uh, Yobab, some people believe, just to, so you know, some people believe that Yobab and Job are the same person as well. This is one thing we got to, it's very interesting because we can, we, it's, 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 Good to know this kind of stuff because it's good to be able to, to, to grasp this stuff in our mind. So when we read something later on, it's like, oh, I never heard of this guy before. Who, where's this guy? Well, you may have, you may have read all about him, but you just didn't know because it's spelt different. The name is spelt differently and sometimes a lot differently. So it's good to know that that's, that is what happens here. Um, again, by Hodesh, his wife, he fathered Yobab, Zibiah, Mesha, Malcolm, Yauz, Sach, Sachia, and Murma. These were his sons, fathers of the, uh, excuse me, heads of the father's households. By Hushim, he fathered Ahitub and Alpaal. The sons of Alpaal were Eber, Misham, Shemad, who, uh, who, who built Ono and Lod with its towns. And Beria and Shema, who were heads of fathers' households of the inhabitants of Aelon, who put the inhabitants of Gath to flight, and Ahio, Ahio. Uh, this is pretty interesting because let me see what we have here in the footnotes. Uh, his brothers. Okay, so. Um, probably would have been better for them to translate that as his brothers instead of transliterate a Hebrew word. Uh, and his brothers, Sheshach, Yeremoth, Zebediah, Arad, Adair, Mikael, Ishpah, and Yoha. These were the sons of Bereah, Zebediah, Musalam, Hizki, Heber, Ishmerai, Islia, 
and Yobab were, were the sons of Elpaal, Yakim, Zikri, Zabdi, Elienai, Zilathai, Eliel, Adiah, Bariah, and Shimroth were the sons of Shim, Shimai. Shimai, Shema. In verse 13, the same word is, it's, it's interesting how you got this, the exact same name that's in the, it, by the exact same author. Perhaps it could have been a different scribe because as scribes copied it, maybe one person said, well, I'll do, you know, a quarter chapter, you do the next, you know, each of us take a quarter of this chapter. Or you take one half, I'll take the other half. So Shimai here is the same person as Shema up here. Ishpan, Eber, Eliel, Abdon, Zikri, Hanan, Hanaya, Elam, Anthro, Anthothia, Ifdaya, and Penuel were the sons of Shashak, Shamsherai, Shahariah, Athaliah, Yarashiah, Elijah, or Eliyahu, or Eliyah, and Zikri were the sons of Yeraham. These were the heads of the father's households according to their generations, chief men who lived in Jerusalem. Now, Yael, the father of Gibeon, lived in Gibeon, and his wife's name was Maaka. And his firstborn was Abdon, then Zur, Kish, Baal. Again, we got this Baal. Kind of a weird name that you would call your, call your son. Nadab, Gedor, Ahiu, and Zekher. Zekher is Zechariah in chapter 9, verse 37. Zekher. Zekher. Zachar. Zekher. Mikloth fathered Shemeah. Shemeah is Shemeam. In chapter 9, verse 38, you see how there's so many differences here. So many differences. They also lived with their relatives in Yerushalayim, opposite their other relatives. Nair fathered Kish. Kish fathered Saul. Saul and Saul fathered Jonathan, Melchishua, Abinadab. Abinadab is, isn't this interesting? Totally different in um, 1 Samuel 14, uh, 49. Ishvi. Ishvi. Let's just go over there. First Samuel 14, uh, 14, 49. The sons of Saul were Jonathan Ishui. It's spelled different here. And Melchishua. Yeshui. Or Jeshui. Yeshui. But back here, it says Ish, Ishvi. Again, the V can be pronounced as a U, Ishui. So, Abinadab and Yeshui sounds a whole lot different. How, they, how that happened, 
who knows? And Eshbaal, the son of Jonathan, was Meribaal, and Meribaal fathered Mika. The sons of Mika were Pithon, Melech, Tarea, and Ahaz. Ahaz fathered Yehoada. Yehoada fathered Elimet, Azmaveth, Azma and Zimri. And Zimri fathered Moza. Moza fathered Benea, Rapha, his son, and Elisha, his son, and Azel, his son. Azel had six sons, and these were their names. Azrikam, Bokeru, Ishmael, Sheruiah, Obadiah, and Hanan. All these were the sons of Azel. The sons of his brother Eshek were Ulam, his firstborn, Yaush, the second, and Eliphet, Eliphelet, the third. And the sons of Ulam were valiant men, archers, and they had many sons and grandsons, 150 of them. All these were among the sons of Benjamin. One more chapter, guys, of, of this, and then we'll get to some of your uh, see, so we got get to your comments here. If you got any comments, um, I'll respond to your comments in just a second here, or just a few, just a moment. Let me read through this, and then after this, we will get to First Chronicles chapter ten uh, and compare that with First First Samuel chapter thirty-one. As by that by then the genealogies would be done. The people of Jerusalem. So all Israel was enrolled in genealogies, and behold. They were written in the book of the kings of Israel. And Judah was taken into exile into Babylon for their infidelity. Now the first inhabitants who lived on their own property in their cities were the people of Israel, including the priests, the Levites, and the temple servants. Temple servants in the footnotes. The Neth Nethinim. Some of... The sons of Judah and some of the sons of Benjamin and some of the sons of Ephraim and Manasseh lived in Jerusalem. Uthai, the son of Amihud, the son of Omri, the son of Imri, the son of Bani, the sons of Perez, the son of Judah. From the Shalonites were Asa, Asaiah, the firstborn and his sons. From the sons of Zer. Zerah were Yahuel and their relatives, 690 of them. From the sons of Benjamin were Shulsha, excuse me, Sulu, Salu, the son of Meshulam, the son of Hovadiah, the son of Hasanua, and Ebeniah, the son of Yehoram, uh, and Elah, the son of Uzi, the son of Mikri, and Meshulam, the, the son of Shephatiah, the son of Reuel, the son of Ibnia. And their relatives, according to their generations, 956. All these men were heads of fathers' households, according to their fathers' houses. From the priests were 
Yedidiah or Yediah, Yehoyarib, Yakin, and Azariah. Azariah in the footnote, Sariah in Nehemiah, uh, chapter 11, verse 11. And we got differences here in every one of these names, differences. Uh, Sariah, um, so Azariah or Sariah, the son of Hilkiah, the son of Mashulam, the son of Zadok, the son of Merioth, the son of Ahitub, the chief officer of the house of God. And Adiah, the son of Yehoram, Yeroham, the son of Pashur, the son of Melchiah, and Maasai, the son of Adiel, the son of Yazerah. Very interesting. Yazerah. Um, Zerah meaning seed, the seed, Yah's seed, or Yah's, the seed of Yah. The son of Mashulam, the son of Mashilimith, the son of Emer, and their relatives, heads of their father's households, 1,760 competent men for the work of the service of the house of God. Of the Levites, there were Shemaiah, the son of Hashub, the son of Azrikam, the son of Hashabiah, the son of Merari, and Babakor, Heresh, Galal, and Mataniah, the son of Mika, the son of Zikri, the son of Asaf, or Asaph. Zikri again is Zabdi, different, is quite different. Um, it's Zabdi and Nehemiah. Nehemiah chapter 11, verse 17, the son of Asaph, the son of Obadiah, which is again is Abda. You, you wouldn't think about it, right? If you're reading, if you read Nehemiah eleven seventeen, you come across Abda, you wouldn't think about that as being Obadiah. It's just a, another way of spelling it or another way of saying it. Abda, uh, Obadiah, the son of Shemaiah, Shemaiah or Shamuah. And you see that some of these names, like Obadiah and Shem Shemaiah, the only things that are, that are different are the, um, uh, excuse me, the um, uh, vowels, right? The vowels are different. And that, that would make sense as there's no, there, there are no vowels in the Hebrew. Um, so that makes, that makes it a whole lot um, easier for it to say it differently because of being perhaps different vowels in there. The son of Galgal, the son of Yaduthun, the son of Berechiah, the son of Asa, the son of Elkanah, who lived in the settlements of the Netophethites. Now the gatekeepers were Shalom, Meshalamiah, or, and Shalamiah, Again, Shalom and Shalomiah, the same consonants, just different vowels. Uh, although Meshalomiah and Meshalom, Meshulam, Meshulam, again, different, same consonants, but different vowels. This is one of the reasons why I would say, too, a lot of these names, who knows how to actually pronounce a lot of these names because the vowels are not in the Hebrew. 
Okay, so the gatekeepers were Shalom, Akub, Talmon, Ahiman, and their relatives. Shamu, Sh- Shalom, the chief being stationed until now at the king's gate to the east. These were the gatekeepers for the camp of the sons of Levi, or Levi. Shalom, the son of Koreh, the son of Abiasaf, the son of Korah, and his, and his relatives of his father's house. The Korahites were in charge of the work of the service, doorkeepers of the tent, and their fathers had been in charge of the camp of the Lord, keepers of the entrance. Wouldn't that be a good, wouldn't that be a good job? The keeper of the entrance of the tabernacle, the keepers of the doorkeepers of the tent. Now it reminds me of that uh, Psalm, you know, and, I'd rather be a doorkeeper uh, in in the house of the Lord than you know than um, and to dwell in the houses of wickedness. Verse twenty. This is First Chronicles chapter nine, verse twenty. Phinehas or Pinchas, the son of Eliezer, was supervisor over them previously, and the Lord was with him. Zechariah, Zachariah, Zachariah, who? The son of Meshelamiah was gatekeeper of the entrance of the tent of meeting. Those who were chosen to be gatekeepers at the thresholds were 212 in all. They were registered by genealogy in their settlements, those whom David and Samuel the seer appointed in their official capacity. So they and their sons were in charge of the gates of the house of the Lord, the house of the tent, in their, in their divisions of service. The gatekeepers were on the four sides to the east, west, north, and south. Their relatives in their settlements were to come in every seven days from, the time, from time to time to be with them. For the four chief gatekeepers whom the Levites served in an official capacity and were in charge of the chambers and in charge of the treasuries of the house of God. They spent the night around the house of God because the watch was committed to them and they were in charge of opening it by morning morning by morning. Now some of them were in charge of the utensils of the service, for they counted them when they brought them in and when they took them out. Some of them also were appointed over the furniture and over all the utensils of the sanctuary and over the finely milled flour, the wine, the olive oil, the frankincense, and the balsam oil. Some of the sons of the priests prepared the mixing of the balsam oil. Metathea, one of the Levites, that's very interesting. Metathea. Let me just let me just stop here for a second. This is one very, very interesting. Let me just say why this is interesting. Because a lot of people believe that Matthew and Levi are the same person as the Matthew, the, the author, quote unquote, author of the book of Matthew, and Levi were the same person. The, the Levi we read about in the Gospels. Here we got Matthew, because Metathea is the Hebrew form of Matthew. We got Matthew as being a Levite uh, from Levi. Matthew as being from Levi, and the book of Matthew 
as another name for Levi. You know what I'm saying? Pretty interesting. Metathea, in other words, Matthew, one of the Levites, who was the firstborn of Shalom, the Korahite, had the responsibility for the baking of cakes and pans. Some of the rel- their relatives of the sons of the Kohathites were in charge of the showbread to prepare it every Sabbath. By the way, I gotta, I'm going to be preparing some showbread, so to speak, for, for this Sabbath. And that is, again, I'm going to be talking, Lord willing, Lord willing, uh, I will be going through some of the, I'm going to be going through the Gospels. I'm not, I can't do it all, but I will do some highlights from the Gospels comparing Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Something you don't want to miss. That's definitely, that is, that is for sure. Verse, First um, Chronicles chapter 9, verse 33. Now these are the singers, heads of the father's households of the Levites who lived in the chambers of the temple, free of other duties, for they were engaged in their work day and night. These were heads of father's households of the Levites according to their generations, chief men who lived in Jerusalem. Yael, the father of Gibeon, lived in Gibeon, and his wife's name was Maaka, and his firstborn was Abdon, then Zur, Kish, Baal, Ner, Nadab, Gedor, Ahio, Zechariah, and Mikloth, Mikloth fathered Shemaim. And they also lived with their relatives in Jerusalem, opposite their other relatives. Nair fathered Kish, Kish fathered Saul, Saul fathered Jonathan, Melchishua, Abinadab, Eshbaal. The son of Jonathan was Merabael, and Merabael fathered Micah. The sons of Micah were Pithon, Melech, Tareah, and Ahaz. Ahaz fathered Yara, Yara fathered Elimath. Azmephath, and Zimri. And Zimri fathered Moza. Moza fathered Benaiah. And Rephiah was his son. Eliasa, his son. Azel, his son. Azel had six sons whose names were these. Azrikam, Bokeru, Ishmael, Shearyah, Obadiah, and Hanan. These were the sons of Azal. So, First Chronicles chapter 10, I will read that in just a moment. See what we have here in the live chat. 1 John says, many, many people say that the Bible is, is the unaltered, perfect word of God. So many live in a fantasy land. And that's a, you know, it reminds me, it reminds me of, uh, I, I, I shared about this before, about, uh, an old friend of mine that I, I went to, uh, it's kind of like a lunch. I went to lunch with him and, uh, he was talking about that, that kind of thing where the Bible is the inerrant word of God, all this kind of stuff. I'm like, what Bible are you talking about? And he thought I was talking about versions. I'm like, no, I'm not talking about versions. I'm talking about like what Bible canon are you claiming is perfect? And it made him think, it made him think because I'm like, well, how, you know, I don't think that anybody really has the right, especially, I know that, you know, fundamental evangelical, 
ultra conservative evangelicals would say that their 66 book Bible is the inerrant, you know, inerrant, infallible, inerrant, un unaltered, perfect word of God. Every single word in there is for you today. Um, but how can they stand up against literally hundreds of millions, literally hundreds of millions, perhaps even over a billion of their other brothers and sisters who also believe in the Bible, who also are the quote unquote church of the Lord and tell them that their history is wrong. Tell them that their scholars are wrong. How can they do that? I don't think they can. I don't think they really have a leg to stand on other than wearing the blindfold and making an idol out of their Bible canon. 66 book idol. Byron says, Shalom. Shalom, Byron. Good to see you. Welcome. Question for move. Says, Shalom. Shalom. Good to see you. Welcome. Seek truth in Christ. Says, Shalom to all. Shalom to you. Welcome and blessings multiplied to you. Okay, so we're going to get to a comparison. Now, there's, there's nothing. Uh, I'll just show you a little bit of a comparison here. Um, so this would be. First Chronicles chapter 10, compared with First Samuel chapter 31. Okay, so I'll just show you this. On the left-hand side, we have First Chronicles chapter 10. On the right-hand side, we have First Samuel chapter 31. So it's very similar, a little bit different, but very similar. Like, for example, in Chronicles over here, we have, now the Philistines fought against Israel. Okay, now you go over here to the right, says the same thing. Now the Philistines fought against Israel. Um, and the men of Israel fled before, uh, fled from before the Philistines. But for Samuel says, and the Israelites fled before them. <laughs> So they added the Philistines over here in First Chronicles chapter ten, and and fell slain on Mount Gilboa. And First Samuel says, and many fell dead on Mount Gilboa. Now, don't forget again for those of you who are new to this, um, this uh, account, First Samuel, uh, has more authority than First Chronicles. First Chronicles is viewed as a midrash or my, more like an explanation or a rehashing of what is already in the scriptures. So uh, uh, kind of like a, com not a commentary, but almost like a targum or uh, something similar to that. Uh, so if there's any discrepancies between the two, more than, more than likely the one on the right, uh, first Samuel would be the correct, uh, the correct uh, version. Whereas first Chronicles uh, is, is not so correct. If there is, and discrepancy. Now, verse two in each chapter. Uh, let's start with First uh, Samuel. The Philistines were in hot pursuit of Saul and his sons. Over here in Chronicles, it says the Philistines followed hard after Saul and his sons. Very similar, and they killed his son. They killed his sons, Jonathan, Abinadab, and Melchishua. And again, over here in First Chronicles. And the Philistines, again, it makes it very, it's different in the sense that they identify, they specifically identify the Philistines. And the Philistines, they have to put that in there for some reason. The Philistines 
killed Jonathan and Benadab and Melchishua, Saul's sons. Verse 3. And the battle became fierce against Saul over here in, in Chronicles. Uh, Samuel and the fighting grew fierce around Saul. The archers hit him, and he was wounded by the archers. For Samuel says, and when, when the archers overtook him, they wounded him critically. Okay, so again, we got differences. Not necessarily um, contradictions, but differences. First uh, Chronicles 10 says, Then Saul said to his armor bearer, exactly the same in First Samuel, or exactly the it, uh, not exactly the same, but pretty much. Draw your sword and thrust me through with it, lest these uncircumcised men become or come and abuse me. And then in First Samuel, uh, it says, "Draw me, draw your sword, and run me through, or these uncircumcised fellows will come and run me through and abuse me." So a little bit more here. Um, but his armor bearer would not, would not, for he was greatly afraid. Therefore, Saul took a sword and fell on it. That's in First Chronicles, First uh, Samuel thirty-one. But his armor bearer was terrified and would not do it. So Samuel took his own sword and fell on it. First Chronicles chapter ten. And when his armor bearer saw that Saul was dead, he fell. He also fell on his sword and died. For Samuel, when the when the uh, armor bearer saw that Saul was dead, uh, he too fell on his sword and died with him. First Chronicles chapter ten. So Saul and his three sons died, and all his house died together. For Samuel, so Saul and his three sons and his armor bearer and all his men died together that same day. Okay, so I think we get the point here. First Chronicles chapter 10 is very much more like a repeat of First Samuel in this particular, um, this particular portion. So it's interesting, uh, when, whenever there are uh, differences, it's interesting to note those differences as, um, as they could be, you know, there could be, uh, again, proof here of scribal errors, this kind of thing. Okay, so let's continue reading First Chronicles chapter 10, starting at verse 7. I'll just read it right through to the end. And when the men of Israel who were, who were in the valley saw that they had fled and that Saul and his sons were dead. They forsook their cities and fled. Then the Philistines came and dwelt with dwelt, dwelt in them. So it happened the next day when the Philistines came to strip the slain that they found Saul and his sons fallen in, on Mount Gilboa. And they stripped him and took his head and his armor and sent word throughout, throughout the land of the Philistines to proclaim the news in the temple of their idols and among the people. Then they put his armor in the temple of their gods and fastened his head in the temple of Dagon or Dag Dagon. Again, this is a dog in Hebrew means fish. So this is like a fish type idol. 
Then all Yabesh Gilead heard that the Philistines had heard what the excuse me heard that the Philistines had done to Saul. Uh, let me read that one more time. Excuse me. And when all Yabesh Gilead heard all that the Philistines had done to Saul, all the valiant men arose and took the body of Saul and the bodies of his sons, and they brought him to Yabesh and buried their bones under the tamarisk tree in Yabesh and fasted seven days. So Saul died for his unfaithfulness, which he had committed against the Lord, because he did not keep the word of the Lord, and also because he consulted a medium for guidance. But he did not inquire of the Lord, therefore he killed him and turned the kingdom over to David, the son of Jesse. Wow, isn't that amazing? Again, Saul died for his unfaithfulness, which he had committed against the Lord. Because he did not keep the word of the Lord, and because he consulted a medium for guidance. Amazing. Unfaithfulness is a very interesting word. Yeah, so in the in the interlinear here, they don't it doesn't have unfaithfulness. It says, so Saul, I'm reading from the left here, so Saul died for his transgression, which he committed against the Lord. See in, in uh square brackets here it's got even because it's not that's that word is not in the original, against the the word, okay, of the Lord, which he kept not. Okay, so I guess that would be the unfaithfulness part of it. Uh, and also for asking, again, counsel's not there, of one that had a familiar spirit to inquire of it. Okay, so let's go on over to Psalms 102. Psalms are always a joy and a delight to read, to study. Psalm 102, Psalm 103, Psalm 104. Very, very powerful psalms. These psalms are just monumental psalms. Um, amazing. By the way, Psalm 103, when I first really started walking with the Lord in 1992, Psalm 103 was one of those psalms that was on the cassette that I listened to, the, the music that I listened to, that, re- that, the, that God really used to for lack of a better word, used to put a put a hook in my jaw. Uh, psalm 103 is an amazing, amazing psalm. In fact, you know, I'll tell you guys something. I'll tell you, it's a true story. Um, at the time, I was a teenager, and my I was with my grandmother. My grandmother uh, was uh, her her husband. My grandfather passed away years before I was born. So uh, Psalm 103 meant so much to me. I we got this um, we got these like sticky letters, like these letters that you um, I don't know how how to it's just like sticky letters, like stencil letters. Um, and so what I did was on you can to think about it now. It's a, it, my my grandmother was quite gracious. She let me take her kitchen cupboard one of her kitchen cupboards it's one of those old style kitchen cupboards that are just pure white you know it's all painted white white kitchen cupboards and i put psalm 103 on her on one of her kitchen cupboards and one of the big doors big cu- cupboard doors 
I just took those letters and I put Psalm 103, you know, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. And so I, I put all that stuff on there. It's an amazing psalm. Psalm 102 is an amazing psalm as well. Psalm 104 is also an amazing psalm. So we got some really good material here. Let's do it. Psalm 102. Hear my prayer, Lord. Let my cry for help come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day of my distress. Incline your ear to me. On the day when I call, answer me quickly. Do you guys pray like this? Do you pray like this? This is, this is an amazing prayer. You know, if you ever wonder what to pray, if you ever wonder what to pray sometime, if you ever feel like you need some help praying, Pull out a psalm like this, Psalm 102, and pray this. Pray this. Can't get better than that. Praying back, praying the psalms back to the Lord is just an amazing thing. Hear my prayer, Lord. Let my cry for help come to you. Do not hide your face from me on the day of my distress. Incline your ear to me on the day when I call. Answer me quickly. For my days have ended in smoke. This reminds me of James where it says life is like a vapor. It appears for a little while and disappears. My days have ended in smoke and my bones have been scorched like a hearth. My heart has been struck like grass and has withered. Indeed, I forget to eat my bread because of the loudness of my groaning my bones cling to my flesh. Let me just stop here for a second. Can you imagine? Can you imagine praying so passionately that you forget to eat? I mean, that's that's real fasting. That's that's legit fasting right there. That's fasting. It reminds me of Yeshua when he was it says when he was he fasted for for 40 days. It's like afterward he was hungry. Seems like before. Those 40 days were up. It seems like he was just supernaturally sustained like this. He forgot to eat. He was so enraptured in the presence of the Father. He was so engulfed in prayer and in the things of God. Verse 5, because of the loudness of my groaning, my bones cling to my flesh. I resemble a pelican in, of, of the wilderness. I have become like an owl of the ruins. I lie awake. I have become like a solitary bird on a housetop. My enemies have taunted me all day long. Those who deride me have used my name as a curse. Don't they do that with Yeshua? Don't they do that? Those who deride me have used my name as a curse or... Those who made a fool of me have sworn by me. Okay. People who use the name of Jesus in vain, take the name of Jesus in vain. For I have eaten ashes like bread and mixed my drink with weeping. Because of your indignation and your wrath, for you have lifted me up and thrown me away. My days are like a lengthened shadow, and I wither away like grass. 
but you, Lord, remain forever. And your name remains to all generations. You will arise and have compassion on Zion. You will have compassion on Zion. And it is, for it is time to be gracious to him. For the appointed time has come. Surely your servants take pleasure in her stones and feel pity for her dust. For the nations will fear the name of the Lord and all the kings of the earth your glory. For the Lord has built up Zion. He has appeared in his glory. He has turned his attention to the prayer of the destitute and has not despised their prayer. This will be written for the generation to come, that a people yet to be created may praise the Lord. For he looked down from his holy height. From heaven the Lord looked upon the earth to hear the groaning of the prisoner, to set free those who were doomed to death so that people may tell of the name of the Lord in Zion and his praise in Jerusalem when the peoples are gathered together and the kingdoms to serve the Lord. He has broken my strength in the way. He has shortened my days. I said, my God, do not take me away in the middle of my days. Your years are throughout all generations. In time of old, you founded the earth, and in the heavens you are... And the heavens are the work of your hands. Even they perish, but you endure. All of them will wear out like a garment. Like clothing, you will change them and they will pass away. But you are the same and your years are not, will not come to an end. The children of your servants will continue, and their descendants will be established before you. Psalm 103. The, the beautiful Psalm 103. Praise for the Lord's mercies, a Psalm of David. Bless the Lord, my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to read this in the King James. I'm used to the King James in this particular psalm. And it's just Psalm of David. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And forget not all his benefits. who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfy your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's, the Lord executes righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. He made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. 
he will not always chide. Neither will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. For he knows our frame, he remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are as grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourishes. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and the place thereof shall know it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him, and his righteousness unto children's children. To such as keep his covenant, and to to those that remember his commandments to do them. The Lord has prepared his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, you his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all his hosts, ministers of his that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Psalm 104. O Lord my God, you are very great. Bless the Lord. O my soul, O Lord my God, you are very great. You are clothed with honor and majesty, who cover yourself with light as with a garment, who stretch out, you stretch out the heavens like a curtain, who lay the beams of his chambers in the waters, who make the clouds his chariot, who walk upon the wings of the wind who make his angels spirits, his ministers a flaming fire, who laid the foundations of the earth so that it should not be removed forever. You covered it with the deep as with a garment. The waters stood above the mountains. At your rebuke they fled. At the voice of your thunder, they hasten way. They go up by the mountains. They go down by the valleys unto the place which you have founded for them. You have set a bound that they may not pass over. That they turn not again to cover the earth. He sends the springs into the valleys which run among the hills. 
They give drink to every beast of the field. The wild asses quench their thirst. But them shall the fowls of the heavens, shall the fowls of the heaven have their habitation, which sing among the branches. He waters the hills from his chambers. The earth is satisfied with the fruits, the fruit of your works. He causes the grass to grow for the cattle, the herb for the service of man, that he may bring forth food out of the earth, and wine that makes glad the heart of man, and oil to make his face to shine, and bread which strengthens man's heart. The trees of the Lord are full of sap, the cedars of Lebanon, which he has planted, where birds make their nests, As for the stork, the fir trees are her house. The high hills are a refuge for the wild goats and the rocks for the conies. He appointed the moon for seasons. The sun knows his going down. You make darkness, and it is night, wherein all the beasts of the forest do creep forth. The young lions roar after their prey and seek their meat from God. The sun arises. They gather themselves together and lay them down in their dens. Man goes forth unto his work and to his labor until the evening. O Lord, how manifold are your works. In wisdom have you made them all. The earth is full of your riches. So so is this great and wide sea wherein all things creep creeping innumerable, both small and great beasts. There go the ships. There is that Leviathan whom you you have made to play therein. These wait all upon thee, that you may give them their meat in their due season, that you give them, that you give them, they gather. You open your hand and they are filled with and they are filled with good. You hide your face, they are troubled. You take away their breath, they die, they return to the dust. You send forth your spirit, they are created. You renew the face of the earth. The glory of the Lord shall endure forever. The Lord shall rejoice in his works. He looks on the earth and it trembles. He touches the hills and they smoke. I will sing of the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have my being. My meditation of him shall be sweet. I will be glad in the Lord. Let the sinners be consumed out of the earth and let the wicked be no more. Bless. Thou the Lord, O my soul, praise ye the Lord. Amen, amen, amen. That concludes our reading for tonight. We have the Tower Time that just joined us. It says, Shalom, brothers and sisters. Bless y'all. Shalom, brother. Good to see you. Welcome, welcome. Blessings multiplied back to you. And so... If you have any other questions or comments, please leave them right now while we're still here. Or you can also just add them or leave them in the uh, comments later in the replay. 
However, tomorrow night we have Dr. Snyder is coming back tomorrow night. Okay. So um, I'm looking forward to that as well. It's going to be awesome. He's going to finish uh, finish up talking about Paul and perhaps well, more than likely we'll be talking about other things as well. So I'm really looking forward to uh, Dr. Snyder coming back. And, um, and yeah, so make sure you let everybody know those, uh, everybody, um, all of your friends, all of your foes, all of the Torah keepers, all of the Torah people and all of the antinomians, anybody and everybody anywhere, let them know, uh, to come tomorrow night. Cause we're going to be talking some, we're, we're going to be talking about some very, very interesting things Saturday afternoon. I am going to be talking about some of, I, it's so many I can't get to them all, but I'm going to be talking about some of the differences, to say the least, uh, in the Gospels. Okay, I'm going to be pulling them up. I'm going to be putting them side by side, and we're going to be talking about them, and we're going to be fellowshipping. We're going to have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbat, as always, and that is at 2 p.m. Eastern. Tomorrow night is at 7 p.m. Eastern. For those of you who are in different parts of the world, um, that would be 7 p.m. tomorrow night, New York time. Um, Saturday would be 7, or no, not 7, 2 p.m. Uh, again, New York time, 2 p.m. Uh, for Saturday. All right, so awesome. As always, you guys, you guys are awesome. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for your questions. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for your greetings. Thank you for your fellowship. You guys are awesome. You guys are world changers. So we'll see you, Lord willing, tomorrow night with Dr. Snyder again. It's going to be awesome. I'm re really looking forward to that. And I'm also looking forward, really looking forward to Shabbat as well, because it's going to be a special one. Because uh, <laughs> it will intrigue everybody i mean it will it will intrigue those of us who have an open mind to things but it will also it could uh, it could ruffle a few feathers of some of the antinomians as well for sure all right looking forward to it one john says thank you as always have a great night thank you very much one john i appreciate you brother uh caballero says good night see you tomorrow Amen. Oh, Good night to you. Blessings, blessings multiplied to you. Okay, guys. So I'll see you again tomorrow night, Lord willing. As always, I pray the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face to shine upon you. Lift up his countenance upon you and give you wonderful, wonderful peace. Wonderful, wonderful shalom. Amen. Amen. See you tomorrow night.